welcome to our podcast and this is our first god story podcast in few moments from now you will be hearing a god story from an individual who was impacted by the hand of god over his life before i introduce you to my guest i want to talk about today that is september 11th 2021 exactly 20 years ago the nation of america faced the most deadliest terrorist attack where many families lost their loved ones as a result of that even now after 20 years many people are grieving for their loss and today after this podcast at the end of it we want to take time and pray for those families and for our nation as a whole now i want to draw your attention to my guest martin rebero martin marty i call him as marty marty and i have known each other since 18 years can you believe that marty it's been 18 years wow amazing <laughs> he and his wife are uh, passionate jesus lovers and amazing worship leaders and in fact 18 years ago he was the first one to invite me to preach in a small setting gathering where we had seven people if i'm not wrong right marty we had seven mm-hmm. people yeah. a small family gathering and by the hand of god by truly the grace of god the seven people increased to almost um, 100 plus almost to 120 people in 6 to 7 months which was a revival that broke out in our midst and we saw many healings many great things the lord did in our midst so that's kind of a history i have this with marty who's also my brother and uh, a really beloved in the lord and now today the reason I brought Marty up is because he was actually present during the 9/11 incident near New York and he he was in fact escaped a near death experience if not to clearly to say he escaped his death and um I I would like you all to hear his amazing story and uh, marty um which brings me to um ask you like give us a little background of of the day and why you were really there 20 years ago and please as the lord puts in your heart can you share with us what really happened with you sure chetan thank you for inviting me onto this inaugural podcast of god stories and i pray and declare that these stories are really going to encourage inspire and stir up uh, the listeners faith all across nations across the globe especially here in the land of the free and of the bold and the brave uh, my company had deputed me to new york city in july of 2001 i was deputed to work out of citibank new york i used to live across the hudson in jersey city new jersey and travel in every day on the path train to new york city where my train stop was the world trade towers 
Wow. So I was very familiar with the building. I used to stop in there in the mornings and in the nights after work again, catch my train back. Um, as a matter of fact, the previous day, uh, which was uh, a Monday, I was in the World Trade Towers on official work. I went up, I think it was to maybe the 93rd or the 101st floor uh, of the AON insurance company to deal with some insurance business for my company. And I was just simply amazed at the magnitude of the security system that they have, you know, in the World Trade Towers. And prior to that, uh, on Sunday, I was uh, sitting across the Hudson and a friend of mine used to work with me in the same company. Uh, we were sitting on the banks of the Hudson and watching all these beautiful cruise liners, you know, go up and down the Hudson River with the beautiful Manhattan skyline in the background, the glistening World Trade Towers, splendid sight. Yes. And my friend said something that was uh, uh, very uh, intriguing. And he said that even God cannot touch this nation. Uh, something what they said for the Titanic, you know, even God cannot sink this ship. No one can sink it. And uh, I was, uh, uh, I was uh, really mystified by the whole uh, of the New York uh, buzz because you know we are homegrown boys from Bangalore City, a small city compared to Manhattan, right? And uh, it's totally in awe of it. And here I was uh, deputed to uh, to Manhattan in these beautiful World Trade Towers, working at Wall Street. And that's how my journey uh, to New York began. Mm. And I can understand at this point, you said you were deputed in July 2001, which means it was just two months from there when this uh, incident really rocked the city and the nation. And I'm sure because... Um, I know my route to America, two months is not a lot of time to explore everything and know everything. And you were journeying through that particular junction. And uh, now, Marty, tell me what exactly happened on that day, because I want our viewers and our listeners to understand how, in fact, God delivered you from your near-death experience. What exactly happened with you? Um, could you bring out some details? Sure. September 11th, the Tuesday morning was a beautiful sunny morning. It was a glorious day. And uh, as I stepped out from my uh, apartment, caught my train, went into the World Trade Towers, it was maybe around 8.15. I went to a nearby church where it was a habit every morning to go and pray before I walked to Wall Street, Citibank, uh, my office location. Uh, the church is just about maybe 100, 150 odd meters from the the World Trade, if I re recollect. And uh, my office thereon was, you know, a short walking distance. So it was a nice morning walk, a nice time uh, with the Lord. But when I got out of church, I think this was uh, about 840, um, I saw that there was a lot of debris raining down from the sky, papers and ash and, you know, a uh, lot of stuff. And I was like, what's happening? And you know, Chetan, you have been in New York City yourself. Yep. You know, it's like we are in a well with all these huge, gigantic skyscrapers. You really can't see outside that uh, that well. Your viewership right. is really limited. So um, I, a lady told me that there was an aircraft, a Korea aircraft that had hit that building. And I was not uh, surprised because New York, you had the LaGuardia Airport, you had the John right. F. Kennedy Airport, you had the Newark Airport. So beehive of, you know, air traffic. But um, I went back in church and I, uh, there was a prayer team out there praying. So I told them to, you know, hey, there's an accident. Can you kindly keep, uh, you know, uh, the people 
involved in prayer. And then I proceeded towards the World Trade Towers. Uh, why I walked which there, was, I don't know. Which was 150 meters away, you just told me. Yeah. And you wanted to go and see. Yeah. It was out of curiosity just to see, okay, what was this, you know, accident? And uh, I started walking towards it. And as I did so, uh, I saw that there was smoke bellowing out of this building. Um, and then I saw the second aircraft, you know, uh, slamming oh. into that building and gigantic balls of, you know, of fire, of flames, you know, just bursting out of the buildings. Um, it was uh, it was a shock for me. I was like, what, what, what in... What in the world is happening out here, right? Uh, nobody had a clue that this was, you know, a terror attack or that this was an attack on America. Uh, things were propelling too fast and everyone was confused, running helter-skelter, you know, scared, worried, screaming. And uh, that, that's, that's, that was the first view I had of the Taz that were under attack. Wow. Wow. And you said you saw the second aircraft go into the building. Right. right? And you were very close, if I'm not mistaken now. Yes, and I was walking towards the building, yeah. Okay, and what happened next? So what happened was uh, 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 immediately after that, the, the no, both the buildings were on fire and uh, uh, there were people escaping from the building, uh, coming out of the neighboring buildings, curious to see what's happening. There was uh, fire alarms and, you know, uh, police sirens and... Uh, uh, the, the New York Fire Department was, you know, on a roll and uh, nobody knew uh, what was happening. All we knew was there was a fire and something was happening out here. People were confused. They said, no, somebody has placed a bomb uh, in the World Trade Towers. And so I think a few years earlier, there was, you know, a bomb attack on the World Trade Towers. So people were assuming a lot of things and nobody really knew what was happening. Um, uh, we weren't able to get any communication. What was uh, happening in your heart and mind at that moment, Martin? So in my heart, it was total curiosity and now it was worry. It was like uh, okay. fear because it's the first time you're seeing something, you know, as catastrophic right in front of your And you were so face. close, like you said, 150 meters. Now we are more right. closer than that. Okay. Right. So, okay. yeah. So then we all, uh, we were all, you know, pushed back by the police. And uh, I remember the police, uh, you know, tr having a difficult time uh, pushing the surging crowds away from the building. And there was this one police uh, officer, the New York uh, Police Department, who said, uh, go back, the buildings are going to fall. And I thought, what is he talking? I've just been in those wow. buildings. It's awesome, gigantic structures. Uh, nowhere is it going to fall. But it was a good ruse, you know, because people were, were now going back. And I was helping the police, uh, telling people, go back, go back. You know, the buildings are going to fall. The towers are going to fall. And uh, the, the, I could see the, the, the fire department, the police department in their trucks, all just, you know, driving into the portico, the awning of the building. And uh, that was a tragedy because when the buildings ultimately came down, you know, that's where a, a lot of people, uh, especially oh. the police officers and emergency crew, uh, uh, perished. Wow. So what happened then was, uh, as as this was uh, the, this was happening, um, it took maybe, I think it was even less than an hour, where um, we saw, to my horror, you know, people, beautiful people, who came not knowing that their end was to take place that day, jumping out of those stars. And that was really heart-wrenching and heartbreaking. Uh, you could hear people screaming and I was just weeping and I was crying and I was just stretching my hands out to the building and praying for those people to see human beings in such a state of desperateness where you're either burnt by fire 
or, or you have to jump out to escape the fire. And uh, there's no escape because, you know, death came to them like a thief in the night and just stole their lives away. Wow. And then what happened to you? You were also surprised in a few minutes, right? Right. So what happened was then um, the buildings came down. The buildings came down with a ferocious, ferocious sound, a ferocious roar. It was like a tsunami of debris, of dust that engulfed the whole area. You can imagine two huge buildings coming down to dust in a matter of minutes. Uh, right? It just came roaring down. The whole building crumpled like you put a hot candle in fire, how it melts. And uh, tons and tons of structure, of furniture, of uh, electric, of HVAC, of technology, everything came down. And that basically uh, engulfed the whole area and hit the whole area like waves of a tsunami. And uh, we all started running helter-skelter. And I remember running and I saw this lady who uh, was knocked out on the pavement and people were running over her. I could still distinctly see the look of terror and helplessness in her eyes, in her face uh, as people ran over her. Uh, nobody could stop because by now, you know, uh, people were just running for their life. And I was thrown against a niche of a building by the uh, velocity of the debris that hit me. And I was knocked out. Uh, maybe I was knocked out unconscious. I don't know what was happening. Uh, debris was, you know, all on top of me. And I was now being buried in debris and I was suffocating. I was gasping for breath. My lungs were bursting. I just could not breathe. It was like my chest was ripping over. And uh, my glasses were smashed. And I was covered in this uh, debris bed, you know my work clothes and my uh, laptop bag. And I just remember that the vision of Colleen, my wife, and Nicole and Nadine, my two daughters back in India, uh, uh, I had come to prepare uh, a home for them to bring them over. And I very visually and distinctly saw the vision come to me and it was like, uh, I've come here to die and it's over wow. for me. And wow. it's, uh, it's the end. Wow. But... What happened was um, I, I visited Pastor David Wilkinson's church uh, in Times Square Church on that Sunday. And this is how two God days works. Ago. Two Just days two ago. Two days ago. Okay. And the pastor there, another pastor, not Pastor David, uh, Pastor John T. Rhodes or David Rhodes, I can't get his name, but he uh, spoke on blind Bartimaeus. And I just want to read uh, a little uh, of that story of uh, blind Bartimaeus from Mark chapter 10 verses 46 onwards. Then they reached Jericho. And as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed Jesus. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus was sitting beside the road. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be mm. quiet, many of the people yelled at him. But he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, tell him to come here. So now they called the blind man saying, cheer up. Come on, he's calling you. Bartimaeus threw aside his cloak, jumped up and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked, my rabbi. The blind man said, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, go. Go for your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man could see and he followed Jesus down the road. So as pastor was talking about this, preaching, uh, preaching on this subject, teaching on this subject, 
one thing that distinctly stood out was blind Bartimaeus was in a hopeless situation. Nobody could help him. All his life he sought help, but all he got was no healing in return. But then he heard of the Savior coming by. He cried out to the Savior. The Savior stopped and saved him from his miserable state. Mm. And that the word of God just came to me like a piercing light, piercing the darkness. And I felt that, you know, uh, that encouragement from the word of God. And I started shouting out, Jesus of Nazareth, save me. Jesus of Nazareth, save me. I remember there was this New York uh, police officer that was next to me. He was trying to bang, bang away at the glass uh, that we were, we were with our backs against. Uh, he could not shoot or break the glass because I think there were people in the lobby of that building. And he shouted at me and he said, shut the F up. No one can save you. And just like they shouted at blind Bartimaeus saying, shut up, be quiet. No one, the master can't hear you. You know, uh, blind Bartimaeus refused to be silenced. He shouted all the more louder. Wow. And I started shouting all the more louder. Jesus of Nazareth saved me. I was desperate because now it was only me and the Lord. Death staring me in the face. I started shouting all the more louder. Jesus of Nazareth saved me. Jesus of Nazareth saved me. I don't know how long it was. I don't know what happened after that. But I know I was just knocked out cold. But I just distinctly felt a hand of somebody pulling me out of that debris. Uh, pulling me out of debris and it could be an angel of the Lord that came to save me because he has given his angels charge over you Amen. to guide and guide you Amen. in all your ways. And I walked out of that debris. I, I, I could see people lying around me. I don't know if they so were you, dead. So you walked out of the debris. Right. After you felt some hand pull you out. Right. And did you see that person after that? No. Not really? No. Wow. Uh, there was, wow. It, it was definitely not a human being. It was definitely wow. not a human being because I see, saw for myself that every human being could not help themselves, wow. let wow. alone helping someone else wow. uh, because of the intensity and the velocity of, you know, uh, the, the power of that structure, Marty, you know, blasting this, forth. At this, I want to bring something out from you at this moment. What if you never heard that word two days ago? I would not be here with you. I would not uh, have the joy of seeing my beautiful daughter married one year ago, you marrying her away. I would not see my son. I would not be here. Wow. We, we, we thank God for the word of God. I don't know Amen. if who is listening to us and who is watching us right now through any of those social media platforms, but I want you to pause here at this very moment about what we are discussing. This man heard the word of God two days before death visited, staring at his eyes and at his face. And the only thing that in all humility that we can say today rescued him from that situation of death was not another human being, but that was the word that was in his heart, giving him an inspiration to scream out loud for the name of Jesus to help him. Amen. People of God, at this very moment, I feel that immense presence of God visiting somebody who's watching us right now. That you, even as Marty is sharing, and he said that when he began to scream out the name of the Lord, I want to tell you, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved 
and shall be delivered wow i believe that's you and i believe that's you who's listening to me yeah. cry out to him right now and let the name of the lord be the loudest on your tongue in your lungs and on your lips and marty even as you began to feel that hand pull you where was the strength you i can imagine at that point you you had lost all of your strength and you were not even able to cry out right so wow. it was totally the providence of the supernatural, god, the supernatural hand of god providence of god that guides you through these situations where when i am weak he is strong wow and you till date you don't know how you just you just walked out and you were not hurt nothing except that my glasses were broken not a scratch on me greatest and your even your eyes were not touched right wow wow if i can my, say just one thing it is it all goes back to it's as if like there was a supernatural protection of god that guarded your life and gave the word of god that you heard 2 days ago gave you the instruction to cry out to god wow wow yes marty you are one of those who have been uh who escaped this near death experience and today after 20 years as you said you're able to witness life what would you tell somebody who who doesn't know what is going to happen tomorrow what would be your number one thing that you would like to tell somebody because the bible says as you mentioned earlier like a thief in the night <laughs> the lord's written can happen and also we never know when we face death what would you tell another dear brother or sister in the lord what would you like them today to do in this very moment that they don't miss their god opportunity so i go back to 1 thessalonians chapter 5 and in 1 thessalonians chapter 5 st paul is telling us for you know quite well that the day of the lord's return will come unexpectedly that morning everything was so peaceful everything was so normal everything was so deceptive little did we know that many people would never ever return home that day when wow. they stepped out of their house they'd all been like me thinking that you know it's going to be a good day with all their own personal agendas and business plans and making mm. all uh, all things work for them for that day and but death came to them like a thief in the night and it says that the day of the lord's return will come unexpectedly like a thief in the night when people are saying everything is peaceful everything is secure then disaster will fall on them as suddenly as a pregnant woman's labor pains begin and there will be no escape so my encouragement to everyone watching this is to look at the ninth verse of 1 Thessalonians 5 for god chose to save us through our lord jesus christ not to pour out his anger on us christ died for us so that whether we are dead or alive when he returns we can live with him forever so encourage each other and build each other up just as you have already been doing 
So friends, this is the encouragement to you. This is what we want to build you up with, that God loves you and does not desire that anyone perish. The enemy is marked to you out for disaster, but Jesus saves. And so that would be that would be my prayer, that you will accept Jesus Christ. You will not put it off. You'll not wait for tomorrow because Amen. death can come to you like a thief in the night. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that verse out. People of God, I know we, we have taken some time to share this God story. And here is a visible witness of how the Lord can protect you and rescue you in these days. And I want to take this very moment and invite those of you who are watching us, listening to us from wherever you are, to recommit your life to the Lord at this very moment. I feel this presence of the Holy Spirit is with us very, very, very gentle and is very powerfully ministering to somebody. And I want to take this opportunity and give you that call and say, beloved, will you today take that step and say, Lord, I have done whatever I have wanted to do till the last hour of my life. But now I want to turn my heart towards you. Lord, I want to repent. I want to give my agendas to you. Lord, I want to come back to your first love in my life. I don't want to walk away from this God story, listening to this man's escape from near death. I don't want to just walk away from it, but I want to commit my life here and say, Lord, please, I want to give you my heart. I want to give you my life one more time. Lord, align me to your will. And I believe the Lord is tugging on your heart right now. And if you're willing to pray with me, I want to help you. Pray this with me, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. You are the lover of my soul. You are the lover of my soul. I know I have not come to hear this story by accident. I know that we are not here by accident. Lord Jesus, I give you my heart. I give you my heart. I confess my sins. Confess my sins. I repent of them. I repent of them. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Wash me with your blood. Wash me with your blood. Cleanse me from every hidden agenda of the enemy. Cleanse me from every hidden agenda of the enemy. And set me free today. And set me free today. Because I call upon your name. Because I call upon your name. Lord, I believe with my mouth. Lord, I believe in my mouth. In my heart. In my heart. And I declare it with my mouth. And I declare it with my mouth. Jesus, you are my Lord. Jesus, you are my Lord. Take me, Lord. Take me, Lord. If you prayed that simple prayer, my friend, with all of your heart, I want to tell you something has shifted in your life this Amen. very moment. Mm -hmm. And Father Marty and I, we take this moment and we Amen. want to pray over our nation of America. Yes. And we say, Lord, this is the land of the free mm -hmm. and the home of the brave. That is a prophetic declaration, my friends. This is the nation which is the land of the free and the home of the brave. Mm -hmm. This is not a place you, where 
we will be cowardly and we will watch the enemy do whatever he wants to do in our nation lord today we want to lift up our hands and our voice and marty if you can join me in praying lord yes. we want to pray Shikara. that you will cleanse Shikara. our nation with your precious blood and you will send revival jesus lord that revival waves will come upon our nation of america and the nations of the world lord that your spirit will visit us through your sons name and through the love of your son jesus that the spirit of god will begin to hover upon the most darkest time of history that we are facing lord let your power and your presence become a new standard upon our churches upon the people who are listening and watching let them begin to invite the revival that is at hand lord in the mighty name of jesus marty if you can just chime in and pray labre kosikori yes, and lord through uh, through 1 thessalonians chapter 5 verses 23 and now may the god of peace make you holy in every way america we Thank pray you. for peace america that the god of peace will make you holy in every way Thank you, lord. may your whole spirit and soul and body america be kept blameless until Amen. our lord jesus christ comes again God will make this happen for he who calls you America is faithful America God has called you oh, God is faithful God is calling you again to come repent and to be cleansed up he is quick to forgive he is quick to forget and he is quick to restore all that has been stolen from you come and experience the abundant love peace and joy through the holy ghost come and experience the the kindness and the fatherhood of our great and mighty god who cares for you america come america come come to the lord god almighty thank you lord father we stretch forth our hands towards everyone who has journeyed with us through this podcast may your visitation come to them just like marty experienced the supernatural power and the hand of god may that one watching and listening experience it today no matter in what area they're seeking it for in their life let the hand of my lord jesus touch you today yes, and lord. pull you out of the debris of life yes. of the debris and the pressures of this world and the debris of death may you mm. come out today in the mighty name of jesus we pray amen 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 so we want to invite you for our next podcast episodes that you will join us and also we have a special meeting his nearness standing in the gap for our nation on september 19th and if you're interested please check the details on facebook on instagram and do join us and partake of this grace that god is pouring out in these last days well god bless you all and we will see you soon god bless you bye bye